Sammy, my very best friend, I actually wound up causing his death due to an accidental rifle incident. As a matter of fact, for nearly three decades, I just could not find a means to cope with that. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're talking about people with real problems who found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with guilt from past mistakes. Yes. Have you ever sat there and mulled over a mistake that you did in the past? You can't quite get over it. You struggle. You get mad at yourself, maybe even hate yourself, and just don't know how to fix the past. Well... You're going to hear a story today. Our guest today, John Davis, is going to tell you a story of how he accidentally killed his best friend at the age of 12 and lived a life full of regret and shame. John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome to have you on our show, John. Now, before the accident, you grew up in a good Christian home, but in one moment, your life changed forever at the age of 12. You were with your friend, you guys were playing with a rifle, a real one. You checked, just checking to make sure it was safe. And then the unthinkable happened. Tell us about it. Oh, that April afternoon, everything that I knew to be normalcy pretty well ceased due to an accidental rifle incident. Sammy, my very best friend, I actually wound up causing his death. And to say the least, all the fault, all the blame of that, I really took that completely to heart. Could not escape that. And that just kind of grew from there all the way through school, how kids responded, the way they treat me. It just grew uglier by the day. I wound up having to be transplanted from Florida there to the West Coast to finish school. Just absolutely could not bear to be there another day. Wow. The guilt and the shame must have been unbearable. I mean, you were so young. To process that, to think it must be near impossible. I understand you're living a life of torment from the guilt and shame of this accident, and you got into drinking alcohol to numb the tormenting feelings of guilt as you got older. But it only got worse, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, I definitely internalized that, and it definitely substantially grew. As a matter of fact, for nearly three decades, I just could not find a means to cope with that. If it's not obvious, like most families, his mother, father, and sister, the whole family really revolved around that one child. And shortly after his death, his mother and father and sister all had died by 1994. So in my mind, on top of it now, I've destroyed an entire family at my hands. And so, of course, you know, the few people that I would try to speak to or confide in about it to try and vent that or, you know, somehow work through it, many times had some pretty negative and harsh things to say. So I just developed an absolute hatred and despise for every man, woman, and child I came across. I just kind of wrote the whole world off. And yeah, I drank every day very heavily. And oftentimes it was a mixture of, you know, beer to liquor or both, just trying to cope with that pain. And of course, it just really worsened things. Wow, that's horrible. What did this do to your social life? I mean, you must have felt so alone in all this guilt you were feeling. Well, 
absolutely, utterly alone. In fact, I know this sounds almost hard to believe, but I really never allowed myself to have any friends whatsoever the whole of my lifetime until very recently. Totally shut out my family entirely, didn't speak to them, had no relationship with them, completely withdrawn from everyone. And it absolutely was destroying my career. In fact, my career was very near to an absolute end. And it was all entirely just because of my outlook, my attitude, that mean-spiritedness, the anger and hatred I had. It was just destroying my entire life. Oh my gosh. You must have been so depressed and disconnected from the outside world. How did you feel towards God during this time in your life? Oh, I've survived a lot over a very harsh life and always just really angry with God that he seemed to just, I don't want to say allow me, but made sure that I survived each day is just a torment. So Mm. I finally said, I just can't cope with this anymore. And if God, you won't draw a line somewhere in the sand and in my life, then I'm going to do it myself. So I actually decided on the day and was about three or four days prior to taking my own life before my mind and my eyes and my heart actually open to God. Otherwise, we certainly would not be having this talk today. So you wanted to end your own life, but then something happened that you would say you had an encounter with God before ending your own life. Could you tell us about that? I'm going to say that absolutely without question, it was utterly nothing that I did. I believe this to be 100% all God and all God's ability. Certainly, I had tried many times throughout my life to manage this problem or overcome it. It was out of my hands. I just was not capable myself. And so one evening when I came home from work, I came in, walked upstairs and jumped into the shower. And it just seemed like at that time, the completeness of everything I had ever done, everything I'd ever said, every bit of all my problems just came down completely on my shoulders, almost like somebody was speaking them to me, describing them to me and confronting me with them, but not in so much a condemning way. It was just, you know, I believed it to be God and that he was saying, you know, I know every detail of your entire life. And I couldn't argue it. I couldn't deny it. I knew that he was just, I don't want to say accusing me of it, but presenting me the evidence of just what I had done with my life. And I didn't know what else to do other than I just turned the shower off, walked straight out. And I remember just falling on my face right there on my own bed. And for the first time since I was a small child, I just needed to know that there was either hope or there was not. And so I just cried out to God. And I remember word for word, I remember telling him, I don't know if it's possible for something like me. I didn't say someone. I actually called myself a thing. But I said, if there's a hope that something like me can find forgiveness or be forgiveness, then I need that. I need to have that right now. If you need to crush me beneath your heel or just grind me to dust to make me whatever you would have me to be, I can't breathe another breath or have another minute of my life pass without knowing either you will or you won't. And incredibly, God, he did answer. (laughs) And profoundly, I can't tell you the unbelief sometimes in my heart today, how miraculously from one evening till the next day, what the difference was that God's able to do and did do in my life and still does in other people's lives. Incredible. So in that moment, you called out to God, he answered, and you accepted him into your life. What happened different after you had this newfound relationship with Christ in your life? The miraculousness of this, if I could try to sum that up for you, is after this prayer, 
I did feel just completely, utterly at peace. And I wish I could say, you know, the heavens opened and God himself showed himself physically. But the fact is, I actually slept the very best sleep I can remember having to this day in my life. And I woke up the next morning and I just didn't drink anymore. And the really filthy, terrible mouth I had, I just didn't curse anymore. And most miraculous that I still marvel today is I woke up with an absolute, just amazing love and compassion for every man, woman, and child I encounter. And I don't know where else that could come from, except it be from God. Yeah, to say he answered, oh yes, he most certainly answered. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. But John, there's someone out there right now who feels like there isn't any hope for them because of a mistake they made in the past. What would you say to them right now? Ask. I would have to say, if it's one word, just like James, I believe it says, you have not because you ask not. And my whole life is an absolute attestment to that. I didn't have it because I never asked. But one thing I could tell anyone and everyone out there is I have certainly learned that nobody is above the need for God's grace. But most certainly, if somebody like me can find it, then nobody out there is beneath its reach either. John, I am glad you overcame all that guilt. And this show could be the very thing that helps someone else find God's forgiveness in their life. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you're certainly welcome. Thank you for having me on board. Hold tight. I want to talk to you right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? This is, you know, it's pretty tough. It's an example of things that we're usually not equipped to handle, especially, you know, kids. I mean, how do you overcome the guilt that you can feel when making a mistake that is so bad? Something that, you know, you might say to yourself, I can never forgive myself. I believe there's someone right now who really can relate to this feeling. Maybe you have done something that you feel is unforgivable. Maybe you feel like you should only be condemned that you don't deserve forgiveness because of how bad you perceive yourself or what you've done. Some people I meet, you know, you can tell that they're so distracted in their lives. They can't even sit for a moment because their guilt is literally a voice haunting them. So they try to go, 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 distracting themselves so as not to hear the condemning voice bringing up their past. Could that be you? Some try to overcome guilt by drowning it out with alcohol and drugs. Others try to deny it convince themselves that they're always right and that they shouldn't feel guilt. They're not guilty. They did nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, they feel guilty and they're running away from it. 
What does the Bible say about this? In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now listen to this. According to this, we have all sinned some way. We all have. We've all messed up. We've all done something wrong. And the truth is, if you feel like it hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen. Then what? I mean, it's like a funnel. We're all sliding in. (laughs) But the verse goes on to say something profound in the following verse, which is verse 24. It says, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. When you come to Christ, He isn't condemning you for your past. He knows the problem and he comes to freely justify your mistakes by his grace. Meaning you can get forgiveness of your sins, your mess ups, your mistakes. You don't have to live a life of beating yourself up and saying things like, why did I do that? Why? You can get forgiveness. You can forgive yourself, but you need Jesus to do that. Father God, we just come to you. Lord Jesus, we come to you. We invite you into our lives. And first of all, for the person who hasn't received it, we receive your forgiveness for our past, for the mistakes that plague our minds. We're sorry, Lord. Forgive us. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. We welcome you, Lord Jesus, into our lives. We repent of our sins. In Jesus' name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.